What's up, guys, and welcome back to Beyond the Void Horror Podcast. That's right, it's episode 212, and today we're going to be talking about two movies that are sequels to the notorious Basket Case. So we're watching Basket Case 2 from 1990, and... Basket Case 3, The Progeny, from 1991. That's right. They were back-to-back. I think that they were made together because it feels like it, It even though they were shot in different places. Right. But yeah, so it's been a while since I've seen these movies, and holy crap, are they crazy. (laughs) So we're going to have a good time talking about these today. I hope you guys had a great holiday for this past week, you know, with the Thanksgiving, if you celebrated. If not, I hope you just had some good food or a good week. But how are you doing, Christina? What's going on with you? I'm good. We made a turkey thing which it turned out really good oh yeah we did a really good job on that i think yeah i think so too we, we had a turkey breast that we we put in the cro- instant pot oh, instant pot crock pot sorry what, the fuck? what is this that would take like seven hours eight hours or yeah. something no we did good yeah it came out really good it's real traditional you know stuff we didn't make anything fancy or anything but it came together we made it in an hour and 15 minutes mm-hmm. well we probably prepped a little bit too oh we i always prep so it took us a little longer than that obviously right but it was really good yeah, i enjoyed it, good. it it was real quiet we didn't go out to see our families and you watched uh dawn of the dead in 4k oh yeah we watched that like twice technically well one and you a half did. times yeah it was just on when I was cooking. <laughs> yeah, I got to show off the box and everything on our recent video that we just posted on Saturday. Mm-hmm. So if you guys want to check that out and see what's in the package and everything like that, I did a, a horror movie haul. We do once a month where we show you all the Blu-rays, DVDs, 4Ks, anything that we got. We had some friends stop by that gave us stuff. We had a director who gave me a fucking Blu-ray copy of his movie, Intersect, which has an interesting story to it. So check out that video. Um, um, and we actually had a very generous donation from Alan Cantation. Yes, thank you. Which is super fucking kind, man. Like, holy shit, dude. <laughs> we were like, wait, what? <laughs> But he's a regular listener, and if you guys haven't checked out his stuff, he does. He's an animator and a and a just not a creative individual. If you want to follow him on Twitter, you can follow him at Alan Cantation. A L L E N C A N 
T-A-T-I-O-N. Yeah, he does animation and creative, like, drawings and, like, reviews even I've seen on his stuff. But uh, he has Party Geddon, which is, like, an animated thing that he does, which is pretty crazy. It's, it feels like it's something that you would see on, like, Cartoon Network at night. You know what I mean? Right. So it's pretty wild stuff. But thank you very much, guys. Very much appreciated. Thank you, Alan. Appreciate that, man. Thank you so much. But if it wasn't for you, people like you and people like our sponsor today, we wouldn't be able to stay around. And it really does mean a lot to us because we have been, you know, surviving on our own, paying our way the whole time to invest in movies, games, whatever we do. So with that said, here's a word from our sponsor. This podcast has been brought to you by Manscaped. Clearly, you guys know that for the past couple of weeks, I've been taking my balls to the spa. No, not the actual spa that I travel to because Manscaped has brought the ball spa to me and subsequently a smile to my ball's face. Yeah, I know my balls don't have a face, but can we just celebrate the fact that a company that is sponsoring this podcast is cool enough for me to say that? Look, guys, Manscaped is the number one in men's below-the-waist grooming and offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. They're forever changing their grooming game with their Perfect Package 3.0. Inside the Perfect Package, you'll find an electric trimmer called the Lawnmower 3.0. This puppy is a waterproof, skin-safe trimmer that will reduce the nicks to your balls, and it's even got an LED light to guide your artistic hands and create a masterpiece. Plus, it's even got a charging station to be prepared for every special occasion. Wow. You'll also get the Crop Preserver, which is an anti-chafing ball deodorant and moisturizer, which I never thought I would ever need, and I use it. A spritzer called Crop Reviver for those on-the-go freshness days that you need in a spot. And so much more. Since I've been using it, let me just say the bedroom isn't a place I just sleep anymore. So men and ladies, treat your stuff to manscaped.com perfect package 3.0. You can get 20% off plus free shipping with the code BTV at checkout of manscaped.com. So what are you waiting for? Trust me, your balls will thank me later. All right. Thank you so much, Manscaped. Hope you guys got in on that deal. They have the 25% off with our additional 20% off. I think it comes out to 45% off altogether. So if you haven't done it and it's still available, I believe you can use that code BTV on both because I went to their website and checked out on something and put the code in and it actually took off an additional 20% off their 25 Mm-hmm. So I was like, hell yeah. <laughs> so, but anyway, I think it might be that time. What time is it? Horse shots. As you already know, we do horror shots themed around one of the movies that we review this week. And of course, since these are part of the same franchise, we might as well just call this the sequel, the third sequel, which is Basket Case 3, The, the Progeny. Progeny. And let's, it's minor spoilers. Uh, Belial, the creature that lived on the side of his brother, had babies with another creature. <laughs> and they had a bunch of really weird looking nutsack babies, which we were going to call this drink a nutsack. <laughs> a baby nutsack. <laughs> a baby nutsack. But that sounded kind of a little weird. So we decided to call these baby Belials. 
So if you would like to try Baby Belial, what's in it? We have strawberry margarita. Oh. So with tequila, you know, the whole thing. And brandy. With a dash of pubic hair. I'm just kidding. (laughs) That you got from using your Manscaped. Yeah, there you go. (laughs) Well, it's a lot easier to put it in the drinks now, guys. So margarita mix and brandy. Yeah, so the the kind with alcohol in it, margarita mix and and E and J brandy is what we have for this shot. Mm-hmm. We wanted to do Jolt Cola, but that is and and very hard to find because if you've watched these movies, you know in these and and if you know Frank Henenlotter, he loves Jolt Cola. He uh-huh. always has. Before energy drinks were a craze. <laughs> So we had Jolt Cola, which was like twice the caffeine, but we couldn't find it. So cheers to (laughs) Baby Belial. Okay, Baby Belial. Little Baby Belial. It's not bad. Nah. Tequila and brandy, I guess. That was weird. Yeah, it's good. Well, you're sipping it again, which is like 10 times worse. It's okay. (laughs) I got it. Anyway, if you guys would like to try a baby Belial, all you have to do is go to longlivethevoid.com and check out our hashtag horror shots section now. That's it for horror shots. So now we're going to go ahead and jump into our flesh and potatoes of Basket Case 2 from 1990. And Basket Case 3, the progeny from 1991. We're going to go ahead and do that right now. All right, Christina did the work on this one. All right, Basket Case 2. About Dwayne and his basket-bound mutant brother are taken in by a secret home for wayward freaks with journalists hot on their trail. (laughs) Oh, I'm sorry, hot on their tail. Sure. Whatever. Um, The tagline is, we're going to need a bigger basket. Mm. Isn't that a Jaws? Isn't that we're going to need a bigger boat? Yeah. Okay, just make sure. Directed and written by Frank Henenlotter, who did Frankenhooker, Brain Damage, Bad Biology. He also did this documentary called Chasing Banksy. He's done a couple, actually. Yeah, Yeah. yeah, he has, but I've seen that one, and it was really good. It's from 2015, if you want to check it out. Yeah, uh, he actually kind of quit doing filmmaking for a little while when he couldn't get any projects funded after these movies actually <laughs> believe it or not That's but funny. you know a lot of people didn't like these ones so all right this movie stars kevin van hentenrick who plays Dwayne. uh he made an appearance in brain damage as the man with the basket one of the best cameos by the way <laughs> uh the absent of light from 2006 dry bones most recently he was on Killed on Arrival with a YouTube person we follow, you know, Cool Duder. Mm-hmm. He was in that with him. Okay. Also starting Judy Grave, who plays the journalist, which she's listed as the journalist. The journalist's yeah. name is Marcy Elliott, which I'm pretty sure they only said once in the whole entire movie. That's probably why. So weird. Um, she also played a news reporter in Frankenhooker and Batteries Not Included. Huh. She was also in The Dark Half. From 1993, and she was also a regular on The Adventures of Pete and Pete. 
Okay. That Nickelodeon show was a Nickelodeon. I don't know, whatever. All right. Annie Ross, who plays Granny Ruth, the retired doctor, she recently passed away, and she passed away on July 21st of this year. It so did uh, Beverly Bonner too. Oh, who really? played Casey in the first uh, Basket Case, who was also in oh. two and three of this movie. Yeah, she, she just recently passed away, she- literally November 19th. Well, so just a few weeks ago. It's like nine days ago. Yeah. Well, it'll be nine days when this airs. Right. Yeah, it's like a week ago. That's crazy. Yeah. But Annie Ross was also in Superman 3, Throw Mama from the Train, Pump of the Volume, Witchery. That's right. She was in Superman. Yeah. And she was in Funny Money. Okay. Um, Heather Rattray, who plays Susan, she was a regular on As the World Turns. Uh, she was in the Sea Gypsies from 1978, but it looks like she stopped act- acting in like the late 90s. Okay. Um, the budget for this movie was 2.5 million. That's right. what's listed. Also, some of the effects that were done in this movie were done by Gabe Bartolos and David Kinlan, which if you know Gabe Bartolos, who's, he was the head of that. He's done so much work on so many different things, including the cave, dark man, Godzilla, blade. He's been a huge part of, of, of makeup department and, you know, special effects stuff for tons of fucking films, including From Beyond, The Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2, Jason Lives, Dolls, The Outing, just you name it. He's right. he's big. And I have some pretty interesting trivia that I have for, for this as well about him, too. Uh-huh. And what do you think about the second one? Well, this is a, a much bigger budget than the first movie was. <laughs> and I, this is a weird movie. <laughs> right. Like, you expect to see so many different types of freaks in this movie, more than the first, obviously. You know, you got Belial and Dwayne, who apparently survived that fall from the first movie, and join up with an entire cast of freaks. And holy shit, are the creature effects elaborate and weird. They have, like, moving faces, like animatronics in their face, and servos and mechanisms to, like, make their body and their face puppetry kind of but they're like on regular people uh each is very different from the next there's like one guy with a ton of noses on him a frog man there's even a gargoyle there's like (laughs) a ton of really weird creatures that litter the screen with ridiculousness let's just put it that way plus they even made belial animatronic too so whereas he was just a hand puppet in the first movie where frank hennelotter would literally wear him on his arm Mm-hmm. And then move his mouth and <laughs> making all those weird noises from the first movie. It's now animatronic. Mm-hmm. You could tell the difference. Right. But they did a, little, a lot of work on this. You know, it's just to give it more life, you know, which I think was a good thing. That was a, a natural step, evolutionary mm-hmm. step. But more money <laughs> doesn't necessarily mean more awesome. It just means more stuff to make it weirder, I guess. Mm-hmm. You know, this is one that I felt kind of dragged a lot. It's like the season of Dexter where he suddenly had feelings. <laughs> uh-huh. you, you know what I'm saying? Like, right. So he didn't really kill. <laughs> That's sort of the vibe I got from this one. You know, there was mm-hmm. that lull in this movie. It's like this house of freaks is run by this old woman who welcomes them in as sort of a deal for being a freak and being what normal really means, you know, Mm -hmm. whereas, you know, rather than trying to fit into society, they won't appreciate or approve of them. Why not make your own safe world to live in, in this house that they fucking do. And they're like trying to take over the world in this weird way. And Dwayne's kind of the, kind of the outcast because he's the normal guy. 
Mm-hmm. And as you know, if you've seen the first movie, he's always wanted to be the normal guy. Right. You know, Belial is his, you know, brother that he tried to give love to, but he didn't, he just wanted to be away from him sometimes. And I don't blame him. Mm-hmm. There's almost too much, though, in this film and not enough of what you really want, like gore and mayhem. Mm-hmm. You know, don't get me wrong. It, it, there, it, It's in there, sort of, but the story kind of revolves around this kind of Pee-wee's Playhouse kind of dark version of Freaks, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and the humor is not too far different from that either. It's like it's like it almost feels PG, like a PG movie. Right. But it's not. It's almost like a Muppet movie. It's really weird. You know, granted, the first one was kind of all over the place, too, but it's a, it was a little bit more mysterious because you didn't know what was in the basket. Mm-hmm. Here in this movie, Belial's out in the open. There's freaks everywhere. It's just laying it all out on the table, which I think kind of takes away from the interest of this movie. Right. And really kind of takes away. And even Frank Henenlotter felt the same way. I looked this up later. Uh-huh. And he kind of felt the same way, too. He didn't even really want to do a sequel, but they kept pushing him to do it. Oh, that's weird. So you can kind of see. Yeah. Where it's kind of um, like the story and everything like that is just kind of thrown together. Mm, it's mashed up. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Belial falls in love in this one. And, you know, it's Dwayne that's sort of turning out to be the monster for not wanting to be around his brother and be free as he's the one normal being in the house that's not part of the giant freak crew, mm-hmm. even though they tell him he's a belonging of it. And the other odd thing about the movie, other than the completely obvious is that it has this sort of freaked Alex Winter movie quality about it mixed with adults and yet somehow even more childish and less entertaining. Right. That makes sense. You know, it's shot decently well. And there's some scenes where I was like, oh, wow, that's actually pretty good shots. Like they, they thought it out. They had a really good team. Mm-hmm. It's, it's definitely a marvel to look at all the creatures that Bartolos put on display right. at the very least. It's just not particularly funny i guess at times it's just so zany and kooky it's not even remotely funny whatsoever right which i feel like should have been the first thing to think about turn this into a comedy however you got to do it Mm -hmm. best way you can it feels like the shackles were on frank when he was writing this yeah i can see that it's just dialed in it didn't really you know what i mean like Mm -hmm. there's some creative things in this movie that i like but it's more just interesting rather than entertaining. Mm-hmm. I did laugh, but it should have been like a laugh riot, I guess. Right. And this movie is a hell of a lot better shot film than the first one, too, which is just insane. They have really good lighting. It's an extension of the first movie and where it might go. You know, if you are curious enough to watch the first one, why not watch the sequels with more crazy creatures? Mm hmm. Obviously, I think it pales in comparison to the first impact. It's still a setup for the third movie. So this movie feels like the the lull in between the third act because I kind of feel like the third one. Right. Like you can just smell like it's trying to set up the third one the whole yeah, time. Yeah, totally. I would say if you're a fan of the first, this is probably an okay movie to watch. Okay. <laughs> if you're not a fan of those franchise, I'd probably stay clear of it. Because you're probably not going to enjoy it. Although, if you have watched the first one and you want to see some craziness, it may not be so bad. But this one was a little boring. I'd say this one's like a 4.5. Nowhere near as good as like Brain Damage, Frankenhooker, or fuck, even Bad Biology is better than this. Mm. I was hoping before we got to the third one, I was like, okay, maybe this is the one that gets us to the really cool one, which is the next one. Mm -hmm. And we'll get into that here in a little bit. So what about you, though? Yeah, I was disappointed, too. Pretty much everything you said, 
probably worse for me. Yeah. Um, I thought it was like lackluster. It is a little boring. You know, there wasn't as much gore. It, the plot was just dragged, which makes no sense to me because you have all these cool creatures and you could have done done like so much uh, with it. Um, I would have liked to see more of what's going on in the house with the creatures. Right. Rather than this just being like a cat and mouse game with a journalist, which I thought was lame. Right. Um, but the last 10 minutes of the movie, I mean, I guess it was worth sitting through. There's some funny stuff at the very end. Yeah, at the very end. It's just weird and gross and definitely not a kid's movie at that point. Oh, yeah, exactly. But it which, feels like a kid's movie all the way up to the end. Yeah, it, it, except to, to that part, which is just so weird. It was just so weird. The, you know what? Those creatures, they look cartoony to me. Like you were saying about Pee Wee. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, I didn't get... A feeling of them being like freaks or anything. It Frank was, wanted them to be that way. Yeah, see, he I wanted them to be like cartoonish. But uh, the brother, the creature, creature. I mean, he was even in the first one. He was like freaky and scary. And he what? He kind of was this too. <laughs> you mean even in his claymation form in the first one? <laughs> yeah, I think so. Why not for that time? Right. Yeah, but they the, did what they could at the time because they didn't have the money. Right, but the creatures in this, like the other creatures, it was just stupid. Yeah, it, it's a little it, too it, lighthearted for yeah. my taste. I didn't like it. Yeah, because they didn't want this. It, it's the reason why is because they didn't want to make them bloody and gory, which is a huge hindrance to Frank Henenlotter. But it was a paycheck, I'm sure. And he was like, not happy with this. I could tell you that. Mm-hmm. But in the first movie, you were like, what the fuck is that? Um, you felt bad for the characters. You felt for the brother. And you kind of felt for him because he was like lacking social skills and whatnot. But in this, he was kind of just like overly awkward. Like, yeah, like ridiculous. You'd think that. And I hate to say this, but you'd think he would have gotten better. I know. At the acting, you mean? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, at least the first one, it kind of makes sense. But, but in this one, it just doesn't. But then, like, in the first one, you felt for the people. You even felt for the people in, like, the hotel and that kind of thing. But you don't really feel anything for all the creatures in the house or even the uh, the granny. Right. Like, you don't really, you, f- you really don't really feel anything for them. But, yeah, no, I probably, I would skip this one. I give it a three out of ten. I think you need to watch it if you're going to watch the third, though. I don't. I do, because it, it it definitely does set up. It'll have you'll have a lot of questions in the third one if you don't. But, I don't think you would, because they pretty much redid. I didn't uh, want to say it until I didn't want to say it until we got into the third. That's one. fine. No, that's but, fine. But the last part of this movie, they the best part of this movie, they replayed it in the beginning of the third movie. So that's it's true. like, why even fucking bother? They did the same thing for the first one for the second one, too. Yeah, exactly. You know? They replayed the first one. So yeah, so this one and they do that in the third one as well. They play the first one. So it's like right. there's like 10 minutes of like extra footage that you of really him, don't need to of, see of the surgery of he, when he was a kid and it was being removed. Right. But you could just skip this one. You yeah. could. I mean, honestly, this is these are movies that um I would watch on like Cinemax or HBO or something like that as a kid. I'd say they're highly appealing to if you were a teenager watching you, these because if you were a teenager in the nineties. Like a preteen, like kinda if you're like thirteen, these would be kind of fun to watch. Not if you were thirteen nowadays. I don't think I don't know. They would like, like it. I think if you're just like, also, if you like weird films that you're just like seeking to find just weird cinema that has been made that. Well, yeah, but I think it's worth like having. Like, I'm rare. glad I own these because I like collecting stuff like that. Yeah. Because I will go one day in like 20 years. I'll be like, 
Oh, you remember that one movie? <laughs> remember the the little baby, the sex? And then I'll be like, oh, fuck. Now we can't see it. Although somebody will probably upload it in our minds or something like that on our mind net. We might, we might be <laughs> those people. Like, <laughs> I don't know. I'm just saying, like, to be fair about it, this isn't necessarily our cup of tea. Uh, but maybe the third one will change your mind a little bit. So, um, but we do have some trivia on the second one, though, and we'll get into that. So if you don't want anything spoiled, you can watch this movie on Tubi. Yes. And you can watch the third one as well, I think, on YouTube. I found a copy that is completely legit. But if you're a collector like me and you want to buy it, you can buy both of these for like 12 bucks a piece. Mm -hmm. So with that said, let's get into our spoilers. You've been warned. David Emge, who played the guy who was the moon, Mr. Moon Man, that had the like half moon face. uh He got involved with making a part two because a friend of his was the director of photography for Henenlotter on a couple of his films, but he played that character and he said that he couldn't make any words or any noise while they were in that. So they had to pantomime everything. Oh, uh-huh. They they did not want him to speak for some sort of SAG reason. Oh, because he wasn't an actor? Right. I don't know exactly... So there's some like union stuff behind that. Right. There was some reunion stuff. So they just kept them silent the whole time and they would just make weird noises and shit like that. As if if you're not in the union, you should be silent. Yeah. I'm just kidding. (laughs) Now, you remember me telling you that there was some weird shit that I wanted to mention about Gabe Bartalos? He did the work on this oh, movie. Oh, you mean when you when you woke me up in the middle of the night, you're like, oh my God, I want to tell you so bad, but I can't until we record the podcast. Yes. So he did the work on this one and he had a special making of featurette on the second disc. Mm-hmm. So the sequel, the second sequel's disc. Yeah. So he did the work on the creature effects in this. He did all the designs and everything like that. Some of the designs that he didn't do in this one got put into the third movie mm-hmm. and the rest were in this movie. But there was this making of featurette that he had and it was the fucking weirdest goddamn featurette I've ever seen. Yeah. And I don't know how to. <laughs> okay. So picture this, guys. Gabe Bartalos is sitting in a chair in the future talking about himself in the past. So this is from like 2006 or something like that. Uh-huh. They did like an interview with him and a featurette. He's sitting in front of this thing. All this all of a sudden this guy comes up with a box, a cardboard box, a long human-sized cardboard box. Uh-huh. The store opens up, they push the the large long box into the fucking hole and turn on the fire and shut the door. Then Bartolos goes back to some old footage of him when they were making this movie, part two, uh-huh. and talking about that. And then it comes back to 2006 Bartolos, and he's got the door open this time. And you can see the body inside of the fucking crematorium burning in there. Okay. <laughs> A real body, Christina. Oh, are you not getting this? This is a making of feature ed. So it's just him burning bodies while he's telling you about him making this movie. What the fuck? It is really strange. I don't understand. I think I need to see it. Yeah. Like he, as a person, Gabe Bartolos is a human being. It's his real name. It's not an actor. Right. He's not a character. He did the makeup effects and everything like his. Right. So for this featurette of him talking about his old movie, he sat in front of a crematorium and burned people while he's telling you about it. Does that what, is that what he does for a living now? I don't know. He's just sitting in front of it. They don't have no explanation. It's weird. It's weird. I just thought that was like, what the fuck? Are they real bodies? Are you sure? I'm assuming, yeah. 
That's weird. But what a weird featurette. Right. <laughs> I, I I think just Gabe wanted to fuck with people, you know, and Maybe do something. Maybe he he's making an artistic, you know, That's so thing. weird. It's just weird. Mm. <laughs> I have mad respect for the guy. I'm just saying. Uh, I have a St. Bernard movie, too, on Blu-ray from Severin. Oh, was that him? Yeah, he made that movie. Oh, he directed that movie. movie Trippy-ass movie. That movie was... Mm. Okay, now I understand. Okay, now I get it. Okay. The, okay now I don't know I'm, how much more clear I can be, Christina. Well, no, no. Now that you said that, he, that guy's weird, which is okay. <laughs> He's like an artsy weird, right? Yeah, oh, very much Yeah, so. that's... Okay, so now it makes sense. Yeah. Anyway, Frank Henneloter, the director, stated in an interview that his original idea for the sequel was to have the character Dwayne Bradley from the original Basket Case have a very small part and that the film would focus more on the freak aspect. And he also wanted to call the sequel House of Freaks. But Shapiro Glickenhouse Entertainment wanted to call the film Basket Case, too, and insisted Dwayne Bradley's character have a much larger part. That's weird. Yeah, but even despite that, Hannah Lauder was given the freedom to put the freaks in a very different situation instead of just basically redoing the first film because of... And because of this, Hannah Lauder admitted that he likes the sequel because it is different than the original. Well, what else would it be? <laughs> yeah, but I think I think what they what whoever wrote that is saying is that that he's at least happy with it that it's different than the original film because where it was headed oh, it was going to okay. be a reboot or something. Oh, I see. Okay. So, remember when I said Frank Henneloter like jolt so much? Yeah. Well, while he was filming Frankenhooker, which is in between this one and the third and the third one, mm-hmm. he had drank so much Jolt Cola. And Wait, let me guess. Heart attack. No, they agreed to sponsor him. Oh. <laughs> Where the fuck are you going? I thought you were going to say he had a heart attack. <laughs> no. Because he drank so much. No, I think that would be, he would have to drink way too much. But Dude, th- Jolt was like all over this movie. They definitely agreed to sponsor him in this, with there being publicity photos of the freaks drinking Jolt Cola and wearing Jolt Cola brand clothing. So, mm-hmm. you know, it kind of like helped out, I guess, to make this film. Mm-hmm. Plus, the mansion that the uh, that they acted as the Freaks' home in this film was called the Tuesday Afternoon Club, which a year after they filmed there, there was an incident, this is crazy, where a handyman barricaded himself inside with the corpse of a woman he had murdered. Oh. Yeah. And a news report covering the incident mentioned that the mansion was the setting of this film, inadvertently providing some publicity to this movie. Oh, nice. So it kind of like got all over the news and everything like that because of that mm-hmm. when this was coming out. <laughs> I think that's funny, though. That that's is. not the first time shit like that has happened, you know? Right. Um, but that's pretty much it for some of the trivia on there. I thought that was some, some interesting stuff about the film. I would love to hear more from, you know, Henenlotter about this because I feel like he would have a lot more insight on it. Mm-hmm. And we really didn't get to see that. He has a lot to say in the, the, uh, brain damage film about, you know, uh-huh. some of this stuff, I think. And I probably could have watched that because that's like a two or three disc from Arrow. Mm-hmm. So, so this is, we're going to go over some of our scenes and things like that and kind of do a breakdown of some of the stuff that we liked or didn't like. Um, obviously, this takes place directly afterwards, both Dwayne and his brother. <laughs> Which is ridiculous because he looks 10 years older. <laughs> right. And he's got a haircut and mm-hmm. they escape the, the, the hospital that they're in. And Belial has a lot more features on his face, like the animatronic, his mm-hmm. eyes glow. He can also control his brother with his 
his mind now mm-hmm. instead of just talk to him like they could before. Mm-hmm. And now also Dwayne can hear him as and 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 like sense him and shit. So it's like a two way street. Only Belial has more power. Mm-hmm. You know, they but they escape the hospital and an older and a young woman plead that they get in their van as they know know them as their aunt. He's like, I'm your aunt, and da 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 da. I knew your oh, aunt. I knew your aunt. Yeah, that's what it was. I knew your aunt. Right. And I knew blah 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 blah. We're here to help you get in the van. <laughs> get in the spooky child molesting van. Well, she calls out to Dwayne first, and then she calls out to Belial, and that's when he turned around. Right, because Belial was actually controlling him at the time, right? Right. When they wake up, the old woman of the house introduces Belial to all the attic freaks who live in the house together, including a lot of cartoonish, you know, practical effects creatures who sing, write poetry, and one just just like Belial, mm-hmm. who has legs, though. And it's a girl, and she won't talk. She's new. And, of course, it's the sister of the... Well, they never said. Well, you just, but they had the same face. They did, but I'm just saying they never said in the movie that I noticed. Right. I just want to make that distinction. Okay. I don't want people going, oh, I did not say that. But she was removed from her twin, too, and she was given a place to live here. And, of course, that's where the love relationship blossoms throughout this movie. But it seems like the old lady is out collecting, like, mistreated freaks and, like, giving them sanctuary. And, like, it's pretty innocuous, like, like harmless and, you know. But then it turns into, oh, they're out to get us again because they find out that Dwayne is escaped there. Which she brought on herself. Right. By having a fucking fugitive live in their place. Right, a murderer. Right. They murdered people. Like, things have, people have died from the first movie. And this is where it gets weird because she starts giving therapy to Belial. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't speak. He doesn't speak. like He, he understands, but he doesn't speak. Right. And it's like, oh, come on. Yeah. Like, that's like the stuff we don't need to see necessarily. Right. And it's not done in such a great way. Right. Like, everything is played straight, but like, you know, so it's like that dry humor. Right. But it's just not funny. <laughs> <laughs> Of course, Dwayne is trying to be free of Belial now, and he tries to tell the younger girl that they should leave together because now he's in love with her because they had to have some another another love interest in right. this movie. And, and, you know, they only kn- known each other for like a day. Not so, even. You know. They met each other for 10 seconds, and then now he's oh, in love. Oh, God. Yeah, we got to run away. We can't be here anymore. Let's go. Oh, my God. It's time to go. And then he's like, Belial, I have to leave. I need to be normal. And then Belial just starts laughing at him. <laughs> it's like what and then the news this other they got this side story where this news reporter is looking for belial and Dwayne, and like she hires a private detective or something. is that in this one then there's this news reporter who's looking for belial and Dwayne, and she accidentally sees Dwayne and devises a plan to become famous with a photographer and then the house and she knows it so the lady tells all the freaks to rise up and kill them by inviting them over and shit. <laughs> well, that photographer actually snuck into the house. He's like, smile for me, freak baby. <laughs> that was funny. That was like a weird scene where they're all climbing. I don't know why he deserved to die for staying in there up there yeah, so long. Yeah, he totally did. He had so many pictures of Belial and everybody, and he could have just fucking jumped down. But he had to be greedy. Right. But you're right. They they did hire a PI. I just looked at it. I just don't remember. I'm getting the two. These two movies get kind of blurred 
the, the second and the third one a little bit. Well, just remember this. This one was like the journalists and the photographers, like trying to get their story. They didn't want cops involved. Right. And the third one, there was cops involved. Okay. It was the cops. Great. Okay. Yeah. No. There the 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 PI that she hires. By the way, every time he's in a scene, it's like jazzy music, <laughs> and like they do the like light behind the fan, so it's always he, like spinning and he has on that him. hat on. <laughs> yeah, and he's always like you know detective hat. It's all shadows and like yeah, like, like Dick to, Tracy. To be honest, like I think that's like actually good camera work and like good right. you know like director of photography and and lighting and you know cinematography. It's all done really well. Mm-hmm. But again, it's boring. <laughs> There's that scene though where they go into the bar and the PI goes in mm-hmm. and he's like talking to Dwayne. And Dwayne's already kind of given in at this point in time because, you know, they did save him and they, you know, kept him safe and stuff. So he decides to help all of the like freaks, even though he doesn't want to be there with him and doesn't feel like he belongs. Mm-hmm. And he, the PI and him are having a beer together, and then he, like, all of a sudden, he realizes the whole bar is just the freaks. I thought that was creative. I thought it was cool. Like, th- it's stupid how it works because they're all wearing masks and their heads yeah. are literally like 70 times bigger than a regular human. And they have head. fucking horns and shit, like, growing, <laughs> like. But it was still, like, what was, was your favorite creative. freak mask in the, in the second one, at least? Or even in both, I mean. I like that moon guy. Really? Um, I don't know, like, oh, the, well. They had one guy that had fucking fishing lures, like the plastic fish, the oily plastic fish. Stupid. Like, literally glued to his face. Right. So it looked like. Like, trying to make it look like he had, like. Worms or something? Yeah, something. But my favorite was the the guy with, like, the misshapen head. I don't exactly (laughs) know her. Wait, what? You mean there was one with a misshapen head or all of them? I'm trying. I want to say he looked like a rat. I know in the third movie he was in the bus. He was sitting next to Dwayne in the bus. Is it the teeth guy? The guy that has long teeth? No, that was stupid to me. That was so stupid. Okay. It was the guy on the bus in the third movie. Sorry to skip. Okay, which guy on the bus? The one Dwayne was sitting next to and trying to have a conversation Oh, the one that has like a rat face. Yes. Face. You said misshapen head. No, and then after that, I said he looked like a rat. Okay. All right. Well, I'm sorry. Okay. Good. <laughs> I'm laughing. I am. Yeah. <laughs> so then they they killed that guy. That yeah. was that was a cool scene. They oh Belial attacks him in the back room and like right. rips his face off and that, that's what he does. He rips people's faces off. Yeah, and then but you barely see it. They even kill the reporter too because she they shows sne- up. They sneak into her apartment. That's right, and she has a knife. And, like, she's keeping her back to all these freaks, by the way. Yeah, but she's, like, freaking out until she has the knife. She's and what? Then she's, like, freaking out <laughs> at the freaks, oh you my know, God, before. Much. And then she had the knife, and then she was, like, all of a sudden confident because she had a fucking knife. Yeah, I'm like, bitch, a you're going to die. Knife. Yeah. And then Belial grabs her face and twists it, and she's still alive. Does she die? I don't remember. Yeah, she dies. Okay, I thought they were going to bring her in because the next scene is, like, them all partying. Yeah, they're celebrating because they killed everybody they had to. Yeah, they killed everybody they had to, which is two people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> everybody. <laughs> and then they have this party where they're all sucking on hot dogs and weird shit. <laughs> it was weird. It was weird. And they're all like having, and then they show Belial and the other one, the girl who's a recluse who's just like him, mm-hmm. railing each other. 
They're having sex. Yeah, and you can't. It's weird. It's not like, like you can ooh, see ooh, anything, ooh, ooh. but just the the sheer mechanics of them doing that puppetry. <laughs> I know. Could you imagine having to film? And that was a really long scene, and they kept well, the, cutting back to it. The girl version of Belial like had it on her shoulders, so it right. was like she was just like ah. Ah, ah, and they made all these noisy noises and shit like and he's like ah, ah, ah. <laughs> and you see her leg at one point in time like he's like rubbing like weird parts of her lumps uh-huh and you don't know what's what like is it a titty is it a fucking you're like who knows <laughs> it's just a nut sack having sex with a nut sack <laughs> Uh, but that was kind of funny. It was funny. And they're having, you know, simultaneously, Dwayne's confessing his love to this. Susan. Uh, Susan, who's the, the, the housekeeper with the. The granddaughter. Of, yeah, she's the yeah. granddaughter and she's pregnant. She finds out when he's trying to make love to her. She's like, I'm pregnant. And he's like, really? I've been pregnant for six years. Yeah. And it won't come out. So we're just waiting till he's ready. And then she rubs on her stomach and this fucking. Worm with teeth. It looks like, like a it, sandworm. Yeah, from it looks like a sandworm. Beetlejuice. Yeah, it totally does. It comes out of her stomach and then he's like, what the fuck? <laughs> and he's like panicking because Dwayne wants to be normal so bad. And she grabs on him. She's like, wait, no. And then he pushes her off real hard and she accidentally falls out the window onto the picnic table <laughs> where all the freaks are sucking on hot dogs like blowjobs. <laughs> and it's like ridiculous and then no one seems to care yeah that he killed him <laughs> right then they're all running around the house trying to find him and he's like looking for his brother who's banging the the other nut sack yeah it's like and then Dwayne loses it grabs a bat knocks out belial after he's done you know post coitus <laughs> post nut sack v nut sack coitus uh i don't know how nut sacks have sex but you get the point but Dwayne is like you can't be in love unless I'm in love. And then start sewing Belial back on him. <laughs> this will make it right again. See, it's okay. We're together We're again. again. <laughs> and the, then end. It, the end. The <laughs> end. That's the end. The end. Yeah, the last 10 minutes is really all you need to see. And they include it in the third one. Right. So. <laughs> yeah, so, you know, just skip it. Yeah. Just, skip the, just skip this movie. Go to the third one. I mean, there's a couple of funny things in this one. I just, I don't know. This one felt like a little dry just really dry was, but even those couple things not worth it yeah man like this could have been funny you it know it really could have been good it wasn't even so bad it's good funny like right it wasn't it was just kind of so so boring it's grating <laughs> <laughs> um to be honest you didn't you fall asleep <laughs> I did fall asleep and we had to go back and watch parts the, of it again because because yeah. I was exhausted from fucking eating all that turkey we made because I had like two helpings and I was like, this is so bad. Wasn't it on Thanksgiving that we watched this? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I was going to say like, <laughs> but uh, yeah, then we get, we watched it on Friday. So, mm -hmm. but we do have another movie we're going to talk about, obviously, which is the sequel to this called Basket Case 3. The Progeny. And I did the work on this one. So this movie came out in 1991. The story, Dwayne recovers from his delusional breakdown to find his freakish basket bound brother, Belial, will soon become a father. But not everything is joyous as the once tight knit brothers no longer seem to trust one another. Uh oh. Sibling rivalry. <laughs> Nutsack v. Human. <laughs> 
So this movie was obviously directed by Frank Henelotter as well. It was also helped to be written by Robert Martin, who also worked on Frankenhooker. And he was also, that was the only thing else he wrote, by the way. Hmm. And he also acted as a zombie in Day of the Dead. Oh, really? Yeah. So, which I'm sure a lot of people did because that had a lot of zombies in it. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. But... Some of the cast in this movie, um, we have everybody that was in the first movie except Susan Mm -hmm. that she mentioned, that Christina mentioned. Um, We do have Gil Roper, who played the sheriff. He was in a movie called Blood Salvage and Pet Cemetery 2 and a few other things. We also have Dan Biggers, who plays Uncle Hal. He was in Forces of Nature, Glory, in the Heat of the Night TV show. He was a big part. We also have Jim O'Darty, who played Little Hal. He was in Third Rock from the Sun. Two episodes of Kicking It and Schlepp. Then we also have Tina Louise Hilbert, who played the sheriff's daughter. This is the only thing she ever did. Hmm. Also, we had two penthouse models who were Carla and Carmen Morell in this movie. Nice. Uh, yeah, where they were sucking on <laughs> sucking on Belial. <laughs> the implants. Yeah. Those are the girls with the, the obviously 90s implants. Right. Now, I didn't get any budget on this so like i said it's probably part of that 2.5 probably part of that too yeah i can't imagine that they only spent 2.5 on that first movie right what about you though what did you think of this this one versus the second one? Oh, this one was batshit crazy yeah you know it makes no sense but that it was really fun to watch this right. one was way funner to watch because they're traveling from the house they've known you know to georgia because the other thing is pregnant you know, so it was that whole adventure of we got to load up all these freaks for no reason and travel down to this small town while one of them's pregnant. Yeah. And is about to go give birth. Right. So they guess they drive to her because she's getting pregnant. They drive to Hal. Because he's a doctor. Yeah. Both of them are doctors. Uncle Hal and Lil Hal. Yeah. But she, but he was the only one that she trusted to give birth for her. Right. It's not like she could go down to the hospital with these freaks and then. Right. And explain everything. They'll probably they'd probably want to put her down. <laughs> I felt like there were more good killings in this movie mm-hmm. and gore. It had the stereotypical dumbass small town cops. Right. You know? But it worked well. It was funny. They were funny. Yeah, and actually knew- they were a good addition. Yeah, they really were. The a deputies good and the cops were way better in this movie mm-hmm. than the you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. they really added to it. And Hal, who was the newer character, the newer freak, he was hilarious. They had these shots of him just like it almost felt like he was improving. Yeah. He you know? definitely was, and it is definitely debatable if that was <laughs> if that was funny, but it was well, it it was odd, but it they kept going with it, so it kind of grew on you. That's what I thought. Yeah, um, I felt like you knew more about the creatures this one. I don't know if it's because of that bus trip they took, so they kind of had they had the creatures helping out more and like what their roles were and that type of thing. But the ending of this is so weird. It's a really weird ending, but I did enjoy watching it and I gave it a five out of 10. Yeah, I agree. I think this one is a better movie. Um, this this one definitely has a lot more going. Right. You know, there's some attempts at some gore, but they again, there's some trivia on this that they didn't want them. The producers didn't want any blood in this. So it kind of mm-hmm. makes it just weird. Mm-hmm. And I do think you could skip the second one and just go to this one. Yeah, I don't well, think yeah. you really miss anything. You said that in the last one. Yeah, but I'm just I'm just saying it again. All right. Because people need to know. Just just watch this one. 
All right. What did you think, Alex? Oh, I thought that's what I was already jumping into. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I really enjoyed this one. I, I thought this one was way better than the last one. I think it is at least a point above it. I would just tell you right now, I'd give it like a 5.5. Mm-hmm. Like it is more than better than average because there is some things in it that made me laugh really hard. There are some performances in this that Dwayne had in particular that I thought did a much better job than the first one. Like the first one feels like everything's being dialed in and it just is. You've got all these crazy creatures in this one as well, but you have newer ones, of course. You have some of the same kind of, you know, stupid stuff going on, but there's a lot more of it and it feels a little bit more fast paced. Whereas the second one was just dragging and dragging and dragging. It was like, here's this dumb scene and here's this, you know, and this one, this one just throws a lot more into it. It has a lot more crazy wild scenes. There's like a scene in particular that they borrow from the, the actual loader from the aliens movie, you know, that Ripley gets into and fights the queen. There's a scene like that between Belial and fucking <laughs> and the sheriff that's pretty funny. There's some gore scenes in this movie without blood, which makes it really strange. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the police station in this one that I really liked. There's a couple of jokes that were that actually landed in mm-hmm. this one. I mean, we're not we're not talking leaps, although it feels a lot more than the the, the second one. Right. I've been hearing from everybody. They're like, oh, I like the second one, but the third one I haven't seen. I like, and I'm like, yeah, I was, my my idea in my head was, is I guarantee you the third one's better. Oh, yeah, totally. That's where I was thinking from, I haven't seen these since I was like a kid. Mm-hmm. So I have no idea, you know, but re-watching this, I don't remember if I ever finished these movies. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Like. Um, but the third one is really, um, the much more so bad it's good version. Mm-hmm. And I think it's worth a watch. Totally. I, I would rewatch this one for sure. Um, but not by much, <laughs> <laughs> but there is some funny shit that me and you were like, okay, oh, this yeah. is so much better. Right. Like, oh my God. Like it's, I think that that help from the Martin guy helped, mm-hmm. helped to iron it out. Right. And I think that it was smart of Frank to bring him in. Uh, whoever's idea it was, honestly. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm glad that they wrote it together on this one a little bit. And maybe the funny thing is, is that Frank Henneloder doesn't like this one. He says this is his biggest disappointment of all the really? stuff he's ever done. And I personally think this is the better one of the two. Yeah, totally. And I don't understand. I mean, both of them are silly, stupid fucking Pee Wee's Playhouse adult movies. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's just weird, very eccentric filmmaking that you would not find anywhere else there's very few movies that are like this that i would even think about comparing it to as disheveled and weird as they are they just kind of go and swing for the fence but i don't know there's another movie called dark backwards that i kind of like that's along these lines they've got some you know like a guy grows an arm out of his back Mm -hmm. uh there's another movie i mean there's if you want to see some creature effects movies, I'd say watch both of these. But the third one is definitely worth watching. And I think you, she might be right. You know, you might not even need to see the second one. But nope. it, if you're a fan of Frank Cannonlauder, at least give him the respect and watch it so okay. you can see for yourself first. Mm-hmm. And then you can skip it. I, I think it's I think it's wrong to just, you know, because that's that one he liked over the other one. I would feel kind of like a dick. But I'm a dick. I mean, even <laughs> thinking back, like I would say even the the the, the second one is probably more like a four. Uh-huh. And this is like a five point five. So it's just that little extra. So 
Um, but all in all, yeah, you gave it a five. I gave mm-hmm. it a 5.5. So it's over average, just above average by a little bit. Mm-hmm. There's some really silly, weird scenes in this movie. <laughs> There's some really dumb things that happen in it, too, that I don't know. But the cops really do add an element to it that I think that really made this movie totally feel like a real movie. You know, whereas the other one just kind of eh, so. Right. But yeah, if you guys don't want anything spoiled, we're going to get into our spoiler discussion now with all the trivia and everything like that. There is some interesting things in here. If you're not too worried about spoiling in this movie, you can listen in. But if you don't want anything spoiled, here's your warning. So the cover for this is a baby carriage with a a bunch of like freaks in the background. There's also another one that has like a light shining down without the freaks in the background. Mm -hmm. And it's just this basket. Like a baby basket, like the one that's got like, you know, kind of looks like a Pac-Man, you know, like it's like where the baby lays in and it's got the hood over top of it so that, you know, whatever light doesn't get into its eyes or whatever. Mm -hmm. And that is exactly like the cover of It's Alive. Oh. And I know from past movies that I've researched, Hennen Lauder, I think he was a fan of Larry Cohen. Mm-hmm. who did those movies it's a live trilogy which is one of those ones that i feel like is probably along the same lines as this only not as weird like frank hannelotter goes a little bit more weird than larry cohen did mm-hmm. like he goes wild also frank hannelotter admitted in in an interview that he had to remove 11 pages of the script during the filming because the producers decided to make this movie less gory oh wow so it could have been even better and maybe that's why he doesn't like this oh you know what i mean too so much restriction yeah that always kills i mean it happens like sometimes right. you gotta take you know kill your darlings as they call it because of money stupid money but they didn't they didn't want it to be gory because they wanted to market it okay which is silly because no one's gonna watch this unless they're deep fans right <laughs> um there's a part where the sheriff mentions little Hal's gift of the remote control lawnmower mm-hmm when he was talking to Uncle Hal or whatever in the beginning, it's a reference to the Frankenhooker movie that Hen and Lauder did as well. Oh, really? Because the guy who's the kid is a genius in this, who brings back and, dis- and is able to bring people back to life and makes the perfect girl. Oh. Frankenhooker. That's what the, he, okay. he, he basically steals parts of women. But in the movie, his girlfriend dies because he his lawnmower went wacky and killed her. Oh, it was a remote right. control one. Yeah. Okay. Oh, how cool is that? Yeah. While the production of this movie, they were trying to get the rights to the song "Personality," mm, "Personality Swing," per, you know that oh, song. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, the owner reportedly gave them the rights for a dollar after he found out that Annie Ross, who played Granny Ruth, mm-hmm. was going to be in this. Oh really? Yeah. Oh wow. So he was like, "If she's going to sing it, do it for a dollar." Right. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Uh, also, at one point in the filmmaking, one of the actors in the freak costumes, the actress playing Brainiac, mm-hmm. that had no eyes or whatever, just looked like this oh, brain, brain? Mm-hmm. it was one of the newer ones, passed out from heat exhaustion because it was so hot inside the mask. Oh, I bet. And it's not that they didn't uh, think about that, because even in the second one, they put fans in them sometimes so that mm-hmm. they could have a little breathing room yeah like so they could breathe and shit so Mm -hmm. it's it's you know wearing that shit is not easy Uh, yeah i mentioned that you know frank said this was like the only film that he's ever been disappointed in but he blames himself for agreeing to make a sequel immediately after the the success 
a basket case too, apparently. Oh, so they didn't make it at the same time then? No, supposedly. He said that they didn't have a proper idea for a story. So I found that out later, so I thought I'd include that just mm-hmm. just to clarify. But it, oh, okay. it, it still seems like the money came from the same place. Right. Because it feels very similar to the other movie. It does. So I don't know. I mean, I don't know how much they got paid for this one. I would assume this had more than the first, than the second one because they did more in this one. Right. I don't know. So, I mean, we do want to go over some of the scenes. This one has a lot better scenes in it, so we'll go through some of them. Obviously, this kicks off with Dwayne being in a straitjacket, eager to apologize to his brother. They let him Mm -hmm. out because they're going on a road trip because the the girl's pregnant, and Dwayne has no idea what's happened. He's kind of been in this daze, and he doesn't even realize what happened. And I don't know why they're bringing him. Right. I didn't understand that either. I don't know why they brought everybody. Like, why didn't they just... Leave him there and leave the responsible ones to take care of the irresponsible ones and to watch Dwayne. But that's okay because shit goes to hell. So Well, and then they do that song and dance number for that personality, which was On very quiet. You couldn't hear it. Mm-hmm. Like we didn't even want to turn it up and you could hear like the people on the bus. It was like she pantomimed yeah. it. Yeah. It was weird. It was weird. But she did sing it like she actually sang yeah, it. It sounded and like her voice. It was like a remake of the song. Mm-hmm. A remix, remake, whatever you want to call it. Um, but they go to Georgia in a house with a boy who has seven arms. Eve is in labor, which they move her and her water breaks at one point. <laughs> when they're moving her? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> and you see <laughs> the water, water slosh out of the fucking... The bus. The bus. Like, it just keeps pouring, mm-hmm. which was kind of funny. I thought it was funny, too, because, like, you're just thinking, like, how in the hell... <laughs> How in the hell? Where is this? How did she even have sex? It should have been like green or something like that. You know what I mean? But they probably didn't want to clean it up. Right. Well, and it probably wouldn't have made sense. Meatballs in it and shit. Water breaks. It's water. You want to look like water. I get it. But the house that they're going to, obviously, is Ruth's actual son's house. She had given him away. He was a freak. One of the reasons why she started this thing. But it's weird that she would start this sanctuary and then not include her son that she gave away who had seven arms. Okay, so I thought about this. So either she wa- he wasn't really her son, because I'm thinking he just got too big like you know he was looks like a giant worm that she couldn't take care of him so he offered to put he offered to put him in the mansion and he would take care of him that's what i was thinking so i don't know if it's her actual son i don't think it is i think no it is i think that's yeah that's she mean. called him mom he called him mom he's like mom. i'm sure they all call her mom or granny or something mm, no they talk about it that she had to give him up yeah but i think she gave him up because he was too big to take care of <laughs> yeah she can't take of all these other people it still doesn't make sense and it doesn't make sense it doesn't, it doesn't you, you don't lo- you don't love other freaks because you have a freak son and then abandon it sorry because he's too yeah, big but that's what i'm i'm thinking is that he wasn't like actually biologically her son she said and she said in the movie you must have missed it that the reason why she did right yeah and she said she was a different person then right than she is now and it took her 30 years to figure that out. So was Su- so Susan was her granddaughter. So does that mean that's Hal's daughter? Sister. But I don't know. I thought it was the granddaughter. I don't know how he's having sex, but all right. Maybe just shit out a baby. <laughs> yeah, maybe he just has. It looks like a big meatball. <laughs> but they're all there was a really funny scene where they're all about to help give uh, birth uh, to the the 
what's her name? Eve is giving birth. And Ruth lets Dwayne out of his restraint saying, you won't escape or cause any trouble, right? He's like, oh gosh, no. And then as soon as she turns, he like runs out the window. <laughs> he jumps out the window. <laughs> that was funny. And this is the funny part. This is like where the first real genuine laugh that I got in this movie was, is that he runs into this girl because like they had stopped in the town before they go to the house house mm-hmm. and they stopped to get some supplies at a at a drugstore drugstore or whatever and he's and Dwayne's leaning out the window and automatically falls in love with this new girl who's eating ice cream walking down the street and then they meet and then he bumps into her after he escapes the house later and that's when <laughs> this is the part that it made me really laugh I'm like why is he always falling in love so quick you know like every movie it's like it's because he's socially inept. So well, yeah, he because he wants to be it. normal and right. he thinks that's what normal Being is. Being in love is, yeah. Okay, but well. It totally isn't. I guess we can justify <laughs> it that way. But he runs into her and he tells her that he's escaped and he can't tell her the truth of what's happening because he's scared. And he, like, puts his head down and she's like, oh, Dwayne, you can tell me. She's like, what if I told you I'd love you if you told me? What if I told you I can only love those who tell the truth? What if I only told you that those who can strip themselves naked and say, this is who I am, I can love. And he looks at her and he's like, really? (laughs) (laughs) And then it cuts. It's so weird. That was funny, dude. Like, he's like, wait, really? (laughs) (laughs) And then I didn't realize it until you told me that was kind of a, a... throwback to the first movie i think so yeah because he was running naked through the the street the street yeah i think i mean i think it might be like a double joke there yeah yeah and that's why he was like really i've done that actually (laughs) but even the way he acted that it was just weird it was funny to me i laughed yeah um back in uncle hal's place though they're pulling out baby belial's and like the whole time they got little pal who's like nine foot tall. Okay. He's in the corner with a camcorder and he's just yelling the most ridiculous <laughs> shit. He's like, Oh my God, the babies are coming. He's like, the pizza's here. Yeah. And then there's, Oh my God, there's his fifth one, a fifth. And he's like, somebody get me a hat. Yeah. <laughs> six, six, six tuplets, six tuplets, seven, seven going to heaven. It was weird, but it was funny. And then he's like, (laughs) he's like, name one Bob (laughs) for me. Name one Bob. And then he's like, yes, yes. He's like, they're strung together like patio lights. (laughs) Because of the pillicle cords. It was so funny. They were all stuck together. That shit was funny, too. I was like, dude, these look like nut sacks, dude. Like like little chicken nugget nut sacks. So how many were there total? Like 12? There was 12, yeah. It was crazy. Dwayne. You know, he doesn't even know this is going on, I guess, because he's like out in the wilderness. He's at the police station. Yeah, he finally gets locked up. And like, it's like suddenly he doesn't want to be locked up. And when he was telling her and the police that he wants to be locked up, but now he's not. I'm like so confused by this. Well, he wanted it. He wanted to be locked up because then they thought, oh, well, you'll go arrest my brother and then we can be together in jail. Right. And then when I think when he realized that wasn't going to happen, then he like changed his mind. Right. His whole like mental. And the two deputies that locked him up find a a reward poster and they see that he's worth a million dollars for him and his brother. Mm -hmm. So... They go to the house thinking that they're, they're going to be millionaires. <laughs> and like, 
they break in and this there's this whole fucking scene with them and the fucking the two cops and they sneak in the room where the girl's pregnant the like the the female belial chick and the mm-hmm. babies are at and they open the door and they're like oh my god oh my god there's a bunch of freaks in there he's like what are we gonna do he's like they're gonna suck on our heads and eat our eyeballs out of our faces <laughs> and then he backs up into a basket full of baby belial nutsacks and then eve the mom like comes out of the covers like and an like angry mom she's like hissing at him mm-hmm. and they shoot it with a fucking shotgun <laughs> And steal the basket full of babies. And then they open the door. They're like, oh, do you think they heard it? (laughs) Do you think they heard the shotgun go off? And you see them all running at the door. All the freaks in the background. Uh, It just seemed really funny. It was very silly. I like that a lot. They go back to the fucking police station. And the freaks are, you know, trying to attack them on their way there. And Belial freaks out. You know, he like sees that she's dead. And everybody's like mourning her death. And the sheriff's daughter, surprisingly, who has been kind to Dwayne and everything like that, even though he's like a criminal, she takes off her clothes and then starts becoming a dominatrix, mm-hmm. talking about how he needs to be punished. And you've been a bad prisoner. And this is how we I know how to handle animals like you. And she cracks the whip. She's like, naughty boys like you. <laughs> and he's like, what? It was kind of weird. It is really weird. And then they get interrupted by her her dad, who's the sheriff. And this is apparently something that she's done a lot of. Mm-hmm. So this isn't something new to yeah, him. Yeah, because he was like, God damn it, not again. Yeah. <laughs> you better get home or you're going to be grounded. I'm not going to give you. <laughs> oh, he even said while he's listing off this like things that he she's going to be without. And he's like, and I'm not going to get you your pony for Christmas. Did you hear that? Yeah, I did. Stupid. That's what he ended it with. It was funny. That's when the deputies show up. They tell him all about the baby Belial fucking nut sacks and the basket full of baby nut sacks. (laughs) (laughs) And the sheriff shows up to Uncle House and blasts the door with his shotgun, walks in on their their sigil for their for Eve's death that they're mourning. Mm-hmm. And he's like, who are all these freaks? Which is really weird to me, okay? Because the very first scene of the movie, pretty much, right. is him going to Uncle Hal's house and being the most understanding person that Uncle Hal knows because, obviously, little Hal has seven arms and is a fucking large meatball. But he did say he hadn't seen him since he was a little boy. Still. So maybe he didn't realize the freakishness of him. I thought he was like, he brought him a gift and shit out of nowhere. See, and this is where I'll say it has to do with money. So the doctor obviously has money. So the sheriff is going to be nice to him. You think? Until, you know, shit starts getting weird. Then they turn. Yeah. And then that's when you see little Hal and he's like, hey, hey, sheriff. Good to see you. Bye. And then... (laughs) He just leaves. <laughs> yeah. The, I don't know, the freaks then stage a prison break for the babies and they drop off a basket on the front porch of Belial, mm-hmm. which of course they bring in without any question. Right. They and didn't he, even look in it before they took it in. I know, right? Fucking cops. No, like it could be a bomb. <laughs> I don't know. they thought it was donuts. It's worse than a bomb. It's a Belial. <laughs> <laughs> but Belial pops out and chokes the cops so much Till his eyes and mouth pop out of his face. And it looks like 
a paper mache face. Like it is the most weird looking goddamn thing I've ever seen. I thought it was cool though because you could. T- it was very cartoonish, like a Tom and Jerry type of thing with the eyes and stuff. Right. But I thought it was cool. Like imagine the creatures kind of look like that from like Twilight Zone. They remember that third segment, the final segment where the it was creepy. Uh huh. Like they could make it. A, they could have made it really creepy. I don't know why they didn't choose. They chose not to. Hmm. But. Apparently, Frank Kennenlauter said that the part of the reason that the effect where the police officer's eyes pop out while being strangled looks so ridiculous is that it was originally supposed to be covered by copious amounts of blood. Oh, that would have been so cool. Right. Gushing from his eyes and his mouth. So it wouldn't have mattered mm-hmm, what, what you saw. Like. Right. Mm. But it was removed after they were decided that it was to make a film, you know, make the film less gory. So... I think that also makes him disappointed. Now I'm disappointed. I know, man. Producers, let fucking people, the creators, produce and make what they want. The fact that you were willing to make this movie, or the second one even, Mm -hmm. you should have just let them run with it. It makes me think of Deadpool, because remember they didn't give Deadpool all that money? Because they didn't think it would do well, and it ended up being like this The biggest budget movie, yeah, like... I don't know. I just feel like if you're going to produce something, don't fucking try to rail in, reel in everybody. The movie's ridiculous. Both of these movies are ridiculous. The fact that you're trying to appeal to some fucking, I don't know. I don't get it. This isn't going to appeal to everybody. You know what I mean? Like you very clearly, I don't know. Anyway, the, the the carnage keeps going. There's another scene where Belial bites the bites another cop on the face, <laughs> and then while the the sheriff's daughter's like screaming, she like throws the baby in the air, <laughs> and then it falls on the ground, and and then <laughs> Belial keeps pulling on this cop's face till his head snaps off <laughs> with his mouth. Doesn't he like twist his head all the way around? No, that was a different one. Oh, that was... He was pulling, he was biting on this guy's lip. Oh, that's right. And he was like, his face is all distorted like a... Right. Like a putty face, like a cartoon would be. Yeah. And it just snaps his neck. And then Dwayne comes and the cop shoots the girl in the chest. (laughs) And she falls and sits on a baby Belial and blood squirts out of its mouth. (laughs) So it's okay for the blood to come out of the baby's mouth. But not the eyes and... Okay. I don't know. Yeah. It's weird, it's, right? It's, it is weird. It's weird. Maybe, maybe he just got away with it. That, yeah, that could be. Then Belial twists the, this other scared cop who was like warning everybody earlier that, that, that they were coming to kill them all. And he was mm-hmm. like, there's a bunch of freaks and they're going to fucking kill us all. What are you doing? We got to get the fuck out of here. And he's just like overacting like crazy, which is kind of funny. I, I, thought it was, I thought it was good. Yeah. It was, it was so bad. It's good. It was that big. Then there's this scene, okay? This is another one where Belial twists this guy's head around. So he's facing back. His neck is twisted completely around. And for like three or four seconds, he runs around screaming with his neck broken. (laughs) And they put on this fake reverse mask. So his front of his face is really just like a puff of hair. Uh-huh. And they put a face on the back of his head, so he's like, "Oh, it's so cool!" <laughs> and then he falls and dies. Dude, that it was ridiculous. <laughs> and the sheriff—that's right—the sheriff shows up and shoots the basket that mm-hmm. Dwayne takes back. And he's like, "And then this is the where it gets really weird." He's like, "Listen, I know that you and I haven't talked in a while," and he keeps shutting the basket. <laughs> he's like, "No, no talk, no talk, Dwayne." Well, because he got Eve killed. Yeah. Yeah. 
And he's like, look, I was thinking maybe, you know, if anything ever happened again, that you needed to protect yourself. So Hal and I have designed this. And he pulls out blueprints. And he's like, see the capacitor here for the blah, 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 blah. And it's like a killing machine that looks exactly like a loader from fucking aliens. Uh-huh. It has saws, a claw, and like... A shield. Yeah. And there's this ridiculous fucking scene where the sheriff and him are having an all-out brattle like between Belial and him. And Belial could have killed him three times over just himself with his pure mutant fucking baby strength. <laughs> you know, but he's using this stupid fucking robotic thing that he's... in his cl- the claw. They kept showing the claw <laughs> arm. It's like, it's, it's not working, bro. It's, it's not working. It's funny, though. It's... I like it when he knocked the sheriff in the ditch and then the sheriff like and then he starts and then Belial starts walking in his little robot thing and then the sheriff like pops up on this bridge and like and like chucks his feet so he goes falling. I don't know why. I thought that was Wait, funny. I don't understand. Like I don't remember that part. Oh, he kicks his feet out so fucking Mm-hmm. Yeah, so Belial falls over. Right. I wasn't sure who you were talking about. I thought you were talking about the sheriff kicking his own feet out. Oh. But yeah, that was, yeah, I remember that. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, well, what was the point? But the funny thing is he kills he kills the sheriff, right? Yeah. I don't remember how he I dies. I don't remember how he died either. Anyway, one of the, after that weird fighting scene, it was ridiculous. One of the deputies wakes up with the machine in his bed and he thinks it's like his wife or something or his girlfriend. Mm-hmm. And, like, you see this giant claw, and it goes to the other deputy's, like, house, too. And it's, like, this comical scene where he's getting choked by the claw of Belial, you know, (laughs) in the background while Dwayne's eating cornflakes or whatever, Mm -hmm. which is just weird. I remember how the sheriff died. I can't believe we forgot. Wait, what? The sheriff fell over, and the babies attacked him. That's right. I thought I wrote wrote that down. There was... Yeah, that's right, because they were all over his body. Mm-hmm. Attacking yeah, him. They were, that like, eating him, and he was like, oh, oh, and he falls over. <laughs> Did you mention the fast food scene? I thought that was funny. Go ahead. Oh, so th- so uh, so Granny and, like, all the freaks, they're like, we're going to lunch, which was weird, because oh. they, they decided that they, they don't have to hide anymore and that they're going to make their presence known. Maybe, let me preface that real quick. Um, so, yeah. Back at the station, the freaks and Ruth show up to make a deal with the sheriff. And the sheriff's like crying over his dead girlfriend or whatever, wasn't it? Daughter. Yeah, daughter. So, so he didn't die to the fucking machine yet. I, I jumped ahead a little bit. That's why. Mm-hmm. So before he dies, the he's like, I'll trade the babies for Belial because the massacre at the station happened and it's all his fault. He's like, I want Belial and I'll give you all the babies. I don't give a shit. Um, and he's like, meet me at midnight tonight and I'll trade. And then she's like, until then, anyone for lunch? And that's when they show up at the... The fast food. What was it called? Candies and candy from Casey's. Oh, Casey. I'm sorry. So Casey from the first movie. Yeah. She was. She also did a bit part in the second movie. Yeah. And so this was her bit part in this movie where she was the cashier and she was like trying to take her order really quick while all the freaks were like, "Yeah, I need 37 apple turnovers, <laughs> like 15 milkshakes, and like." Yeah, that was really weird. It was stupid, but. 
it was cool that she was in it because mm-hmm. everybody loved her from the first one. Mm-hmm. Um, it's called Mighty Casey's, by the way. That was the restaurant. It was called what? Mighty Casey's. Oh, Mighty Casey's. Yeah. So she's moved up in the world you know, from <laughs> from hooker to, to a restaurant owner. You know what I mean? <laughs> Later, that's when they had the Mecca Belial fight with the sheriff with the saw and the claw and he tries to shoot it and he's like blocked by the metal shield and they wrestle it stupidly for the longest time, man. Like that was the most ridiculous fight scene I had ever seen. I don't know why they didn't cut that back to enough, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's when he gets eaten by the baby nut sacks. And then I, I forget. Oh, that's yeah, and right. Then, and then it was just a weird, it was a weird ending. There was like a talk show going on. Right. Right. And Dwayne was on there. And then. Yeah. There was like, uh, it was a scene where there was two other freaks and it was like. And then the, ho- the I penthouse f- girls. I fell for a freak. And there was those penthouse girls that Bilal was having a dream with in one of the sequences. And they were in love with these two other freaks. One guy had like a foot on his head <laughs> and the other one had like a horse mouth or something, yeah, like, something that. like that. And it was like here next on Rivaldo, Rivaldo or whatever his name was. It was like Geraldo, but not Geraldo. But with an R. Right. And then all of a sudden the freaks tear down the back of the set and all the, the, the two other freaks leave. And they're like, we're taking over. This is the world domination of the freaks. And I'm like. And Granny was like, you, and don't you try to stop us. She like threatens the world. Right. I'm like, well, you, why With are her TED talk? Yeah. What? <laughs> about how you should accept all those freaks. Yeah. I mean, there's, you know, they, they don't really touch on that stuff too much. Like the sentimental value of that. Really. It's just kind of tongue in cheek mm-hmm. silliness. Mm-hmm. It's like creative nonsense for the creative nonsense, you know, for no yeah. reason. Just weird. I don't know. I couldn't see there being a fourth movie unless they had like a no big way. enough, a big enough budget that would make it even better, but it would never be as good as we can imagine. It would always be right. terrible. Always. <laughs> I honestly personally think that the third one is the better one. Obviously we give it that both of these are a stretch as far as good, mm-hmm. um, but they are still entertaining in that regard. If you like weird cinema and mm-hmm. you want to just see people who were able to make some weird shit the best way they could, this is not this a bad is the watch. movie for you. Yeah, both of these movies even. But yeah, what the fuck? <laughs> I would love to hear what you guys think of both of these movies, though. It would be, you know, just I want to hear what you guys' opinions on them. A lot of people don't remember them. And I, that's why I kind of like going back and watching these because, like, I literally haven't watched these since I was probably like 16 mm-hmm. or younger. I might have watched them. You know, I don't know. It's been a long time. Yeah. Yeah. And next week, we're going to be doing some newer movies. We're going to be doing December. So D-E-A-T-H, Sember, C-E-M-B-E-R. It's an anthology that's like two and a half hours long. And we're going to watch it. We're going to watch that. And we're going to watch the Sid Haig movie where he did uh, before he passed away called Hanukkah, which is, uh, you know, a horror movie about Hanukkah, which has never been done before. I'm excited. I'm excited to see both of these. They're both available on Prime to rent. Uh, I didn't see it anywhere else other than these movies to be rented. So I figured it's the holidays. We got to theme it up. Yeah, we got to do some holiday horror fucking movies. Christina and, likes the theme. Yeah. So and, and it's due for some new movies. I've been trying to shuffle these a little bit, you know, where we do like older movies, 2000s movies, and then like mm-hmm. newer movies. So 
But uh, yeah, so that is your fucking watching assignment for next week. <laughs> I don't know why I'm talking like that. But guys, thank you so much for coming by this week. We hope that you enjoyed this episode. We will be back for a brand new episode next week. Until then, please check out our YouTube and our Twitch streams and our website if you ever get a chance because we have plenty of extra material on there that you can check out right fucking now. But other than that, thank you guys so much for coming by and as always, Long live the boys.